the Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds and under 30 reasons that Phil is wrong and I am right. I'm your co-host, <laughs> Tavy. With me, I've got Phil. How are you, Phil? Uh, feeling less better after that. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, how are you doing, Josh? I'm feeling like I have my work cut out for me today. So but I, I don't want to say less better like Phil, but... <laughs> apprehensive uh <laughs> our topic for today will be another debate episode uh we'll get into that in a second we're gonna be talking about the merits of nemesis versus championship uh before we do we're gonna use some context we are recording on april 9th uh weird hollow is coming sometime hopefully soon because our hype levels are very high for this uh, through the roof yeah josh you and i did not get to be on the akon recap episode um and uh the only way we can really get our revenge is to is to steal some of brian's hype and and uh just take a minute or two to talk about what we're real excited about for weird hollow here Ooh, yes <laughs> uh brian you're not on it so you can't say anything uh-huh. <laughs> uh josh what's what's your you say your hype is through the roof what has uh given you the trampoline that blew you right through the the top of the ceiling okay. here. So I, from the beginning, my my first warband ever was Eyes of the Nine. I am mm. a Zinch player through and through. I play Thousand Suns. I play Disciples of Zinch and Age of Sigmar. And magic in general is just kind of my shtick. Mm-hmm. So you're giving me hot off of the, the back of a very, eh, you know, uh, arguably dry melee meta and just aggro all day straight into a box of Magic Stormcast and Disciples of Zinch. Just put that straight into my veins. I'm here for it all day. <laughs> uh, Phil, how about you? Yeah, uh, excited to see these two new warbands. I'll be curious to see how they are different from our existing Magical Stormcast and Zinch warbands. Um, and I also just am curious to see what is coming. This will be our second box with rivals decks, uh, Mm -hmm. packaged alongside them. And so I'm curious to see what they are doing to try and grow that as that is seemingly the new plan going forward is that we're always going to have these rivals decks. And so it's like, okay, uh, what, what's the theme going to be? What is the the thing going to be? Everything was aggro in, uh, the previous box is everything going to be magic in this box? Like that would be mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a lot. It'd, it'd sort of end up being like <laughs> uh, a full like 180 of where everything's been, where like there's no spells and you can't play magic to everything spells and all you can play is magic, which would be uh, both fun and strange all at the same yeah. time. It'd yeah, be yeah. weird, even you might say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, I cannot wait for the weird puns to just come oh my out God. everywhere. Oh, be everywhere. Uh, I'm glad this isn't on the main cast because oh my gosh, those guys, <laughs> Paul, Paul and Eric would just savage this. Um, I for me, I'm going to split the difference there. I for I, I'm excited about both those things. I'm excited uh, to see where like this additional maturity in game design. Like they've been, I feel like in general they've gotten better and better. Uh, we're returning to some warband types that we haven't seen in a long time and what are they going to do now that they've learned lessons along the way uh and additionally the uh the rivals decks the universal rivals decks we've we've seen those uh come along more and more into a more sort of coherent idea uh so that and then what do you do if you have two magic warbands and fingers crossed right like a, a magic universal deck uh what uh, what does that leave for the other? Like, what's 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 still on the table for the others? And um, that's that's pretty interesting to me too. So, mm-hmm. uh, and sweet, sweet, sweet models. Oh, so. oh yes. my God! Yeah, we're a little worried about the like the the Zinch demons look a little spindly to me from the images we've seen. So I'm a little worried about that. But mm. uh, wouldn't be the first time we've had spindly models in this game. <laughs> yeah right right uh but that is all hopefully for an episode soon uh, we'll see when that actually hits the hits the tables and and such uh hits pre-release uh but first uh we have 
some community shout outs before we get onto our main topic here. So uh, I'm going to steal the first one because there was a piece of content that I just absolutely adored. Uh, a plus 10 out of 10. Uh, Bacon Bourne on his Determined Effort blog did a breakdown of the Sons of Vilmorn. Really deep dive. Uh, you know, talked about uh, a deck and a pairing and uh, building with these guys and has, it, it's like, here's gameplay tips, here's deployment tips, here's board uh, advice, here's things I've learned, here's things that if I could change something about them, I would change. And uh, it was, it's a long read because he's he's gone so in depth on it, but it's just outstanding. It hits all my sweet spots like that, that real in-depth coverage uh, covering a war band that is not been talked to death uh, because they're they're not you know the, yeah. the a plus the obvious one um so just a really fun read and i'd recommend well obviously as as always we'll link our community shout outs in the show notes and i would recommend anybody who has any interest in that war band or that kind of content go take a look because it's outstanding um we've got an event we got our uh, q2 uh, madtown throwdown somebody want to toss out the details on that sure um so we're going to be playing like Davey said, Nemesis Format Tournament. We're going to be playing on May 13th. It's a Saturday, uh, second weekend of May. Um, we're going to be playing at Noble Night Games, Fitchburg, Wisconsin, just outside of Madison. Uh, if you're anywhere nearby, or even if you're not nearby and you're interested in coming and playing with us, we would welcome you. Um, start time will be 10 a.m. Um, should be a good time. Yeah, um, We've done these a number of times before we do them every quarter and uh usually alternating format but it's always a good time we tend to have you know eight to twelve people so uh yeah come and join us it'll be fun Roll yep. some dice. yeah our low mark was six and that's still a, a healthy day's worth of playing so yeah. that'll be good uh another event the alberta classic uh captain murder himself hooked us up with the details. Uh, you can actually listen to him. I have not heard the episode myself, but I saw, I think he uh, did a takeover of Path to Glory. Um, so Indeed. there's some more Akon coverage for you there. But he is running the Alberta Classic. It is a Nemesis format Grand Clash. A uh, It's happening on May 27th and 28th, sponsored by Toolshed Brewery, uh, who he reports has the best barbecue north of the 49th parallel. Uh, that's a little North American geography for you. Uh, here's reasons you should go according to Derek, AKA captain murder. Derek is your TO. He takes bribes. Beta rules are in effect. That's because Derek's the only alpha. Uh, it's going to have Saturday. There'll be four rounds of Swiss cut to eight on Sunday. Uh, there'll be an event for anyone who didn't make the cut. Uh, and they have some super cool prize support. There's hotel discounts and he's going to throw out this challenge. Uh, none of, well, this is specifically to our our uh, group here. Um, I'm going to expand this to the world, but he specifically says none of y'all Americans can beat us in Berta, so come up here and prove me wrong. So I hope somebody can do that. Uh, I'm looking at it myself. I uh, We've got a big trip this summer for the family, and I'm really trying to figure out how to plug in. just got back from a big trip, and I'm trying to plug in either Nova or Alberta. would be kind of amazing, but uh, might be a big lift. We'll see. But that's that. Uh, let's real quick do a little what the heck is going on with you, Josh. What the heck has been going on with you? Listeners haven't heard from you in uh, a couple eps. Yeah, it's been a hot second. So yeah. uh, Adepticon was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second year, this was the the first time that I came back and really had the hobby bug. Mm-hmm. Like it, uh, it gave me a lot of energy to really go forth and start like improving myself as a painter Mm. uh the problem is i don't know what the heck to do with it i've got all (laughs) this like all this energy i want to paint everything and nothing at all and i i just i gotta find an outlet for it so (laughs) the sooner these uh these zinch boys can can make it onto my desk the better exactly i'm sure that'll that'll hook line and sinker me fair uh me you heard some about it in passing in the last episode got to go to adepticon did not get to play in the clash got to play in that first event had some good games there i uh finished off the cunning crew for that which i was happy with it's one of those things where i often get a painting project to 90 percent and then mentally just check it off as done so it was nice to come back and like okay these guys are done done now uh so that's cool uh 
on the side, got to play a game called Blood on the Clock Tower. Ran that, I think, four times over the past couple of weeks with some other groups and uh, almost made us into a Blood on the Clock Tower podcast. I really like that mm. game. Very fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's a fun uh, game. Yeah. Just play it over radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God, there might be something there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but that's what I'm going to Phil, how about you? Yeah. Uh, so post-Adepticon, I was setting down the Starblood Stalkers for a little while just to sort of cleanse the palate. Mm. Um, and I realized that a bad habit of mine is always playing old warbands. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't really played anything except for Black Powder that was actually in print in the last <laughs> year. Um, <laughs> so I was like trying to take a challenge of finding a new ish warband that's actually available on shelves currently mm-hmm. that somebody could actually buy and play now um so i started building for shadeborn and got a test game in with them not this past week but two weeks ago mm-hmm. um and uh until we get the new box i'll probably just keep running them out just to try something new i'm not usually a big fan of the elf warbands it's not really my style but um trying to push myself to do something different that's cool. I had a cool run pick. of a few games with those. Really, really enjoy. And when they get to do their tricks, their tricks are super cool. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we have ourselves a uh, verbal death match. Josh, uh, you, by our, our uh, arcane selection committee, became the person to be the arbiter of this debate. So I'm going to hand the reins over to you. Josh, take the wheel on our main topic. All right. So since the dawn of time, mankind has tried to answer the really important questions. (laughs) This will be brief, I promise. (laughs) Do you see a rabbit or a duck? Is it blue with black stripes or white with gold stripes? (laughs) Which is worse? Eyes of the Nine or the God Sworn Hunt? (laughs) Whoa. But wow, today, <laughs> we're going to get to the meat of all that is mankind and settle the question, which is better, Nemesis or Championship Format? Mm. So listeners, we're going to kind of break this up into a couple of different topics to keep us on a little bit on track. Uh, we're going to cover the context of Dometa, community growth, uh, fun, subjective, but important. And then we're going to have kind of an open topic for any uh, any lingering points that either of our uh, uh, duelists here would like to get out into the open. Uh, so first, uh, we, uh, we went ahead and before we recorded, we did a roll off. Uh, so we're going to put that right here uh so phil davy what we're gonna do is we're going to roll off mm-hmm. uh classic roll off style four dice and we're going to have uh high roller is going to take the side of nemesis and the low roller is going to go ahead and take the side of championship cool all right i got four here we go I am one of each, the classic roll, crit single double. The classic, and I have just a single double. Ooh, okay, so we said high roll is nemesis? I think so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nemesis it is. All right, Uh, so Phil went ahead and is going to be on the side of championship, and Davey is going to be arguing in favor of Mm. nemesis. Ooh, already getting spicy, I love it. So, uh, (laughs) gentlemen, start your verbal engines, and let's go ahead and lead with opening statements, starting with Davey. All right. I'm here to tell you about why Nemesis is the best format. My opponent's going to blow a lot of smoke your way. He's living in the past, though. Those are the flames of a dying format, and... You need to you need to be paying attention to the young up and comers like me with Nemesis. It's the best, and I'm about to tell you why in this here debate. All right, Phil, rebuttal from you. 
Might be the old dog, but still alpha here. Uh, <laughs> championship is not dead and isn't going anywhere, young pup. <laughs> so let's start with the context of Demeta. What it is, I don't know, but it feels like it should be an important topic of conversation when discussing <laughs> formats. It, is so, it more or less important when we say duh, meta? I feel like it's it really encapsulates just how nebulous the meta is. <laughs> so let's go ahead and since Davey had a first crack at opening statements, Phil, go ahead and start with the meta. So why why the meta is better for championship? Um, so so in championship format. Because you can have a much broader range of decks, you can have a much broader range of playstyles, which means that your meta is far less defined and is more constantly shifting. Um, is constantly shifting a good thing? I would argue yes. Constantly shifting means that when you are going to play in a tournament, you don't have a predetermined idea of what's going to win, what's going to be top dog. Uh, you should know that there's a wide range of play styles that you could be seeing and you're going to have to account for all of those, which means that you have to be playing in a much more, you know, heady way where you're like, I need to know about all these different types of matchups that I could have, which gives you a much greater sense of um, strategical depth when you're having to try and play that way. And, uh, you know, your, your meta not only just being broad is also being changed because you actually have a far list. Certain cards can't be played. Certain things are restricted. Um, you have to have this uh, ability to weigh how good certain restricted cards are going to be for you versus other ones. Whereas in Nemesis, you just take whatever is broken and always use it and never have to worry about it. I'm looking at you, Godsworn Hunt. Not Godsworn Hunt. Gnarl Spirit Pack. But that's funny. And we should keep that in. We um, should absolutely keep that in. <laughs> it's not a Freudian Thedrian Ded, slip? I don't yeah, know. Something that, like yeah. that. All something right. like that. Right. Uh but yeah, so I mean you've got you've just got a much both it's both broader it's deeper. It's just got more that you can explore in the meta. Um, if, if you want to go off and do something totally crazy and think, hey, I can take this Molog guy and have him read books and kick everybody's butt and, you know, actually do it and make it awesome. Great. You probably can't do that in Nemesis because you just don't have enough options. So in that way, I do believe that... Uh, the meta as it is not any one meta but just the meta uh for championship is far more uh appealing and gives a lot better uh gameplay for warhammer underworlds all mm. right thank you phil david do you care to respond yeah so i'm going to point out right out of the gate phil's talking about the meta i will talk to you about the meta oh, the real reason fair, we're here fair enough fair enough <laughs> Uh, loophole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so th these, these are fair points. There's, there's a whole lot more cards or at one point there was, but, uh, we've, we've seen that theoretically large card pool isn't all that big. Cause there's a whole lot of it is given over to, uh, stuff that was important when there was cover all over the place. Uh, but with plot lock, uh, is, is the meta really that much bigger uh, in championship play. I'd argue that it, not only is it not that much bigger, but it's been that way for a little while. If you want to go back to Dire Chasm season, you start to look at all the hunger cards that weren't really accessible to most. Uh, look at the hunter and quarry cards, which were relatively limited for some. Uh, some people picked it up a little more. And even Primacy, as prevalent as that mechanic was, wasn't accessible to everybody. So that pool has not been as big as uh, as you're uh, implying that it has been. Uh, let's even go back to when the pool was real big. Did we really have a huge depth of different play styles that were the forefront when we were playing things like uh, Grimwatch and Thorns of the Briar Queen, holding all the objectives and scoring a bajillion glory? 
before agro could do anything. Or let's go back to Shadespire when uh, the only thing that we, I'm sorry, Night Vault, when the only thing that we considered uh, objectives for were uh, landing pads. So I think the uh, the breadth and the depth of the da meta uh, for championship play is, is maybe a little bit overstated. And I'll say this for Nemesis. It, it is true, you know, so I, I, I would... I could try to say, probably get shot down on this, but there's there's several rivals decks to pick from. We see uh, Illusory Might right now, Deadly Depths, uh, Tooth and Claw, Daring Delvers, Fearsome Fortress, and Beastborn Assault, although Beastborn Assault really hasn't had a chance to make a splash, at least uh, on this side of the Atlantic. Uh, that's that's uh, six options right out of the gate. Um, so you can shuffle those around. And uh, it's uh, it's still growing. You know, we we we've had a couple rotate out, but we're about to. You can see as these uh, as these rivals decks, universal rivals decks, become something that uh, the designers are more comfortable with. That there's getting to be more and more viable options. You know, we we very rarely saw anybody take deadly depths, uh, but all three of the most recently, uh, again, setting beastborn assault to the side, all three of the most recently released rivals decks are uh, are seeing play uh, saw play at Adepticon, uh, which tells me that they are finding ways to open things up. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but in, in the games I did play at Adepticon, it, it felt like I played against a, a pretty big variety. Uh, I uh, I put for exhibit A and B the number two and number three place finishers. You might be familiar with this guy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil. Uh, Phil got in there with his uh, holding objective uh, Seraphon, and uh, Brian was in there with his aggro Gnarl Spirit. That's a that's a spread. That's two very different things you got to be ready for. So, yeah, two underdogs that nobody's ever heard of before. <laughs> Wild. Uh, well, what what side are you on, Judge? Uh, I'm on my own side. <laughs> uh, so I I would just argue that uh, although although there are more cards available for championship that does not necessarily translate to a healthier meta um, by default. All right. So Davey sounds like you're kind of wrapping up your thoughts here, Phil, do you have any quick uh, responses to that before we move on to the next topic? No, I don't think so. I think we've stated our points. Sounds good. Well, let's move on to the next topic and we're going to lead with Davey this time community growth. I mean, guys, this is a slam dunk, right? Like it, it was, uh, I don't know how often I know Skylar's our, our, our main teacher, uh, generally in our group. Uh, but I've, I've taught this game a number of times and the game itself is complex. Uh, then you add to it the, uh, the complexity of deck building. If they all of a sudden have to consider, you know, 500 cards, if they're going to build a deck, that's a, that's a barrier to community growth. If somebody comes in and says, I want to be able to compete and you say, cool, now go buy hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of war bands and cards uh, to make that happen. That's going to feel like, well, I, there, there's uh, other directions they can go. Nemesis, not the case. Guess what? Here you can make two purchases and you're in it. So if you ask around, figure out this is my favorite warband and here's a, a Nemesis deck that works well with it, you're good to go. Uh, you may even get that straight out of the uh, one of the uh, battle boxes. I guess we're maybe calling them starter boxes, uh, core boxes. You get that out of the core boxes if uh, that happens to be a pairing that works for you. And uh, we've seen it. We've seen it at Adepticon. Uh, when I was playing on Wednesday, I talked to multiple people who said, well, I didn't think I could get back into this. I, I used to really dig it, but uh, you know what? Uh, we we kind of fell by the wayside during the pandemic or our group uh, kind of wandered off a little bit. But then I noticed this was Nemesis format and I said, heck, why not? Let's jump in. Now we saw some people, you know, if you're playing a Nemesis format event, uh, people feel less intimidated about just coming with a straight rivals deck, which we saw uh, and competed. Uh, I think... Uh, I think there is a Sons of Velmorn pure rivals that gave a number of our, our podcast team a run for their money. Uh, RIP Skyler's uh, <laughs> Wild Hunt. <laughs> and almost RIP uh, Phil's uh, Seraphon, right? So, uh, 
what we, we saw like evidence right there of how much easier it was for people to jump back in. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think you guys saw some of that on, on the uh, Grand Clash itself. Some people who were taking part because it was um, a format that they could get into. Uh, this game needs players to grow. We're seeing numbers that are much lower than our last big Grand Clash uh, at Adepticon in 2019. Uh, pre-pandemic uh, numbers numbers took a big hit and we need to do everything we can do to make it accessible uh, and and less of a barrier for growth uh, and that's why that's why I think uh, nemesis is uh, clearly the winner of the formats uh, particularly in this category all right Davy sounds like you're wrapping up there Phil do you care to respond I I will respond uh, so nemesis definitely has the uh, the low barrier to entry. Uh, I will. I can't argue against that point. Um, but does it offer enough to keep somebody always wanting to come back? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think is the argument that I'll make for championship. Is that championship gives you more variety and more of a uh, runway for growth into the game, um, and so that there's always something new to do, something new to try, and uh, you can keep sort of. You'll, you'll sort of never run out of material to work with in championship. Um, in some ways, you know, that can be intimidating. But once you've, you know, played your 10th, 20th, 100th game of this of Underworlds, the barrier to entry is no longer intimidating. You, you understand the full mechanics and you probably are, if you've gotten to that point, you probably want to be able to delve into different, you know, strategies, trying out different warbands, trying out different uh, avenues of like, oh, how can I make this work? What can I do with this warband that I haven't d- tried before? You know, it's like, oh, you know, maybe this warband is supposed to be aggro, but let me try playing it as flex or try playing it as hold objective and um, having a much uh, longer uh, lifespan for all of your cards is probably a good thing because of all the different permutations that you can do in all your deck building. And uh, I think if we can have a format that's healthy, that can help people um, you know, keep playing the game, that that will ultimately be better uh, for the game uh, in the long run. Um, and so in that way, I think championship is better. Mm. I, I, I can give a nod to that point, you know, like keeping, keeping, you know, our, our most dedicated champions of the game, like uh, you know, a lot of people on this podcast, but more out there, you know, Skylar mentioned all the teaching he does. It's, that's fair. I know Skylar really loves that deck building aspect and uh, keeping that around. I, I can see that being an important part to keeping him motivated to get other people motivated. So that, I, I, uh, I can see a fair point there. You heard it here for first, folks. Davy concedes and Phil wins. <laughs> concedes the one point. In, Out of in, context. Indeed. indeed. <laughs> I nominate Josh for execution. Excellent. <laughs> I am on my own side, and that is the side of justice. Mm. Blindly arbitrating. <laughs> doesn't doesn't have any preference one way or the other nope definitely not we (laughs) definitely won't touch on that later no all right so uh seems like y'all have concluded on community growth uh i've kind of jotted down the points made there so let's move on to my favorite subject fun (laughs) it's subjective but it's important so uh we just led with beep boop uh davy so we are going to lead with Phil on fun. So go ahead and talk to that topic. Yeah. So why why is championship more fun? Uh, so I think I think actually to a point that Davy just made, um, deck building in itself can be very fun. Um, I understand it's not for everyone, but you are playing a game that is predicated on deck building. So in some ways, it it's sort of part and parcel of the game. It would be kind of like somebody who says, you know, Oh, I, I want to play magic the gathering, but I don't really want to build decks. It's like, well, why are you playing a deck building card game? If you don't want to build decks, 
Um, not, not that I'm telling people that don't want to build decks that they shouldn't play games because please come and play games with us. But, um, you know, deck building in itself is fun and that's part of the fun of this game. I don't know how many, you know, how many hours I probably spent just thinking about different decks that I could build. And in some ways, um, you know, half or more of a nemesis deck just builds itself. And so it's like, it's like, okay, here's the first 80%. And then I'm just figuring out what, what are the remaining options that I can use? Not necessarily what I want to use. Whereas in championship, it's like, oh, the whole world is open to me and I can find all these different pieces that I want. I can put it all together and make this thing that is mine. And I built this deck. It's unique. I had fun making it and I'm going to go and test it out and see if it's actually any good. I think that is, that is a really fun thing that you can do in this game. Another super fun thing about championship is something that I've already kind of mentioned in all the other segments, but I'll mention it here again. You can try so many different things with the same warband or with different warbands. You just have many, many options. Um, you know, if, if you're trying to build and play in nemesis and you say you know oh this is my favorite warband but their play style isn't really supported by any of the current nemesis decks i can pair with them you're immediately just sort of hamstrung in nemesis because you're trying to find a way to just sort of push these decks together that just don't quite align and you're like well these are my favorite guys but i'm not going to get to play them because the cards don't work and i don't want to just get beat down all the time um now, of course, winning isn't everything, but in some ways winning is fun. And for some people, winning is the only thing. And for those folks, I think in some ways, Nemesis is maybe also a little less fun because they don't get to they don't get to have the same level of competition. And when when the thing that's fun for you is that high level of competition and winning, which, like I said, that's not the only thing that matters. But for some people, that is the thing. Uh, we could go off on a huge tangent here about different psychological profiles of people who play games, but we don't need to do that. There's lots of it covered elsewhere. If you're interested, go check it out. Um, I think they're called psychographic profiles. Magic the Gathering has names for these things, but anyway. Look at Phil trying to intimidate me with his big, big words. <laughs> Look at you, Mr. Smarty Pants. I'm not going to lie to you. I really want to swap some links with you after after <laughs> this. I would, I would love to know a little bit more about that. Um, but anyway, so, so like the thing that you find to be fun is going to always be available in championship just because you have more options so if the thing that you like is just smashing faces and rolling dice you can have that but if you like you know having that real intricate deck building experience where it's like all oh, this combo that i put together and i'm going to hopefully get to do this thing and then i'm going to blow my opponent's mind when i finally pull this <laughs> out in this game it's just not there if you don't have all the breadth of championship available to you all right quite a quite impressive on that one <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to uh show any bias there i just think that was a very very well thought out segment uh so davey care to respond well look phil's got me between a rock and a hard place because he knows the direction i'm arguing he also knows how much time we've spent talking deck ideas back and forth uh, he knows I like building. He knows I like building that mad science, especially. But uh, I'll tell you what, Nemesis is still the way to go because how much fun can he have if you never play? And how can you get onto the table if there's not enough opponents to do so? Uh, I think our local community, uh, which is which is pretty strong, I think it's only as strong as it is because there are some players who can come out and play Nemesis, play champs. Uh, and if you you know you, you you talk about why would you play magic if you if you can't deck build right well i tell you what i i played magic with my kids and uh i played back in the day uh, if i had to if i had to buy like random assorted cards and try to build decks we wouldn't be playing but i can go out there and build uh, buy pre-built we throw them down we've played a ton of matchups uh against each other very much enjoy the mechanics very much enjoy that gameplay and we haven't done any deck building at all other than maybe uh, slapping two jump starts together not to get two in the weeds there but 
uh, I don't think I, I, I can concede that for some people, deck building is extremely fun and I don't know, maybe I'm one of those people, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I think first and foremost, uh, we're, we're playing this to play on the table. And I, uh, I think that we retain enough variety that you can still enjoy it. You would have to play an awful lot of games before you got, uh, got to the point where like, I've, I've really tried all the combinations out there. Um, in our last league, I was building new decks each week cause I was trying to bring a, I was trying to fill out the, the roster of, of played war bands. Uh, and that meant each week I was trying to, uh, attach a, a war band that hadn't been seen yet and then figure out what fits with them and get something to work. I spent a ton of time deck building and that was a ton of time deck building in the nemesis format, uh, each week doing that. Uh, I'll say this as well. You talk about, Hey, what if there's not a, what if there's not a, uh, universal rivals deck that pairs well with my favorite guys? Uh, that's a problem in championship too. You know, when, what, if your favorite guys are eyes of the nine, uh, there's been times where it's been really hard to get them out there. If your favorite guys are iron skulls boys, man, uh, that's, that's a problem for you. And I'll tell you this, uh, I have run now multiple times Iron Skulls Boys in Nemesis. I think I've been pairing them with Daring Delvers, and they could compete. And that's because some of the level was taken off of some of the other warbands where all of a sudden I was having close matchups in a way that I hadn't been able to do for a long time with, with that warband. So uh, Championship is not a panacea towards making a particular making all war bands uh, available it just kind of shifts the goalposts uh but here's the thing you know like i said uh, the the game doesn't exist unless you're able to play uh so deck building or no uh the more fun format is the one that lets more people play and that my friends is nemesis all right phil any uh short bits that you wanted to catch up on with davy's statements there no i don't think so all right, sounds good. Well, let's move on to the open category. So if there's anything that you felt like we haven't covered yet that's really pivotal towards expressing why your chosen format is better than the other, now's the time to do it. And we're going to lead with Davey. Sure. The thing we got to keep in mind is that we're comparing, we're not comparing apples and oranges here we're comparing a format that is very new it only just recently got an official name it used to be called rivals plus or we you know had different i think warlords at one point they were still figuring out what it, what even is this uh format uh, what even is a universal rivals deck if you look at the first one we ever saw which was the silent menace mm-hmm. um, that doesn't really function as a standalone rivals decks now they do um and so what we're doing is we're comparing a format which is only just coming into its own with a format that has had a lot of time to be refined. Uh, championship play has been around since the start of the game. Uh, and Phil and I can think back to championship play before the Forsaken and Restricted list existed. Uh, and in, in those days, yeah, all the decks were, you know, I, I think the joke is that everybody had the same 23 cards and then eight cards that were, you know, eight, nine cards, I guess it would be that were unique to their war band in some way. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, if I, I, th- I'd say, you know, compare nemesis with early championship. And I, I think that's a, that's a more fair comparison. Uh, I think nemesis is already looking good, already fun and only has, uh, upwards to go. Um, so that, that's a point I wanted to make sure to put out there. Uh, I'll toss it back to you. Absolutely. Phil, anything uh, you want the listeners to hear about uh, championship format? Yeah. Um, so it's not so much specific to the format itself, but the community around the format. Mm-hmm. Uh, championship has had, what, five years of growth and people playing. And there's a lot of invested people who love championship and uh, you know, you don't want to see that get thrown out because we want to bring new people in. Um, And I will concede to the community growth point 
Absolutely. A hundred percent. I know I had to make an argument there, but I knew <laughs> I was going to lose that one. A hundred percent. Nemesis is the way to get into the game. There is almost no argument against it, but I, I don't want to see us say, well, because it's the way that you get people to buy into the game. Therefore that's all we play. Um, and in that way, you know, I think I think championship has a lot to offer. And in some ways, you almost have to have this natural growth path mm-hmm. and that championship should be the end goal and not, you know, not nemesis. And in that way, you can maintain the current system and then give people an on ramp onto that system. Um, and so I think I think we want to be able to maintain the level of competition that people have come to expect from the uh on the box described, uh, you know, most competitive miniature war game ever. I don't remember the exact quote. I guess I could the probably ultimate competitive miniatures game says the side of my gnarl wood box yeah, over here. There you go. I don't have my box right in front of me, but it's, it says it right on the box. Um, and if we're, if we're losing any level of competition, is that somehow diminishing the game? Um, I'll, I'll let the listeners decide. Hmm. I dig it. Uh, so let's move on. Oh, to... I, I have one more, one yeah. more catch all statement I'd like to make. I, I'm a kind of just all kidding. <laughs> we ain't moving on to nothing. Davey's got more to say. I, I do. Uh, and this is, this is a, I don't know if I want to maybe subjective or, or as a more theoretical one, but I think nemesis is, is great for the game because I think it puts more pressure on the designers to really hone their craft. Mm. So if we think about uh, championship play, if we think about uh, the seasons up through Dire Chasm, uh, and I guess all the way through the uh, Ulgu seasons, uh, the uh, uh, Harrow Deep and Nether Maze, think about what that championship pool of cards had. And there were, there were tons of cards that just, weren't used. They didn't really have a purpose. Uh, there was this whole layer of cards. It was like part of it was, you know, part, part of the game was figuring out like that card's not very good. Um, and that's, that's, you know, part of your, your growth in, in any deck building game. But it felt like there was, you know, I don't know when the last time you flipped through some of your card binders is, but I, I looked through those. And I'm like, man, there's so many cards here that I never included in any deck at all. Uh, yeah, now, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, that every card is useful in Rivals and Nemesis, but you see a greater percentage of the cards used just because there's fewer options at any given moment. And if you're going to design, which they are doing, these standalone Rivals decks, uh, you can design a card like this. Card is not going to do much in Championship play, but it might do something in Nemesis, and it will definitely do something in Rivals. I'm thinking of stuff like Walking Wall here from uh, Fearsome Fortress, um, yeah. which activates other cards in that deck. There's plenty of that stuff in Beastborn Assault. You're like, this card doesn't make the championship cut, but there's a reason for it to exist if you're playing in these other formats. And so I think it gives it gives some additional focus and it gives some reasons to like. They, I think they, the designers have to look like tighter at internal balance in any given release. Uh, and I. In my opinion, I think that's generally been good. Uh, I think we've argued on this very podcast uh, about the the strength or viability of some of the war bands relative to each other in the um, gnarl spirit, gnarl wood uh, season, gnarl spirit season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, in my opinion, the the universal cards that have come out because of the context in which they came out in these in these uh, standard rivals decks, they've been more more across the board interesting to me because I'm thinking about how does this fit in championship? How does this fit in this, if it was a rival's deck and how does it fit in nemesis? Uh, and because nemesis exists, it, it gives them more, more reasons to write cards in particular ways that, uh, don't have to, like, this card doesn't have to be better than great strength for it to be taken, that sort of thing. So I think for that reason, I think nemesis is a, is a great format to, to have around. Yeah, uh, I I think it's a good point that I think card design has gotten better. Um, I think they could have continued to do that in championship, 
but I think mm. that you're right. It pushes, it forces them to make it better because if yeah. they have duds in the rivals decks, then it's really bad because then it's like this deck becomes unusable. Mm. Um, or, or I might offer worse. That deck becomes the only deck. Oh, mm. sure. Yeah. The, uh, the alternative deck becomes the only one. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll pitch it back to you here, Josh. Yeah. Uh, so, as attempted earlier, we're moving into closing statements. Let's start with, we just heard from Phil. So Davey, go ahead. All right. Well, look, I'm not saying that championship doesn't have its place. I'm saying that Nemesis, if you have to pick one to, to continue, it's got to be Nemesis. It's the one that's going to grow this community. It's the one that uh, I can tell somebody yeah like did you like this game awesome pick up your favorite warband and i've played this game a bunch so why don't you pick up this universal deck and that's going to be that's going to be what you need now you're in it you got what you need to play uh, and come along my experience and again i didn't play in the clash but uh, i think skylar even quoted me on this on the last episode but my experience was once i was in there and playing you know away from the deck building it felt playing nemesis felt like playing underworlds including at a high level like i had some opponents uh, that it was like this is this is i'm i'm really burning brain cells trying to make sure this happens even uh you know i'd say all three of mine uh i i managed to get a big win off paven but those were games where the glory differential didn't even represent how close the game was like i was sweating losing losing every one of the games i played in uh for a lot of the games like it was it was challenging rewarding play and it existed right there in nemesis um and i i'll be the first to raise my hand and say that i was kind of a a skeptical of whether that would be the case once they uh started uh, really championing that uh, format so for me adepticon was an eye-opener as to just how good a format nemesis can be uh, for all the reasons stated stated ahead stated uh stated previously um and phil i'm gonna pass it over to you yeah uh so I will I will state again that I think Championship is the better, more mature format and should continue to be the main focus of the game. Um, but I will concede that we we need to be able to ha- be able to bring people into that format and have a way to on ramp folks because you don't want it to just be nothing or Championship because Championship does require that you have a deeper knowledge of this game. There is a lot that goes into it. And trying to play from the outset. I mean, we even we even build decks for new people when we didn't have Nemesis, where it was like, I'm purposefully not going to bring certain things because I know mm-hmm. it'll be a closer game if I build mm-hmm. this championship deck differently. Yeah. Which is fine to do, but I think it is also like it's it's hard to do that. And so it it's like, let's find the way where we can we can bring people along and get them in and once they're in and we know that they're in be like okay so now that you've tried this here's this other thing that you can do look at look at how much you can experience the game if you've got all these things um and and you know once people have been playing for a while they essentially are there right they've been buying all the new stuff because they're interested in having these different things to try out and after a few releases, it's like, well, you're in the same boat as everyone else now. Um, let's let's try some championship. All right. So let's pull back from the debate itself. I feel like we've made our points. We've made our closing statements. Let's talk real for a moment here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Phil. I was oh. I was 100% real the whole time, Josh. Whoa, man. <laughs> uh, so, Phil, level with me. Yeah. You made a pretty, pretty passionate argument for uh, championship. If you had your choice at the beginning with the roll off, would you have chosen championship or would you have chosen nemesis? I I think the debate is very hard to argue for championship. Um, I, I think I would rather argue in favor of nemesis because I think the writing's on the wall. And honestly, uh, Nemesis is the format that is easier to support for the health of the game. Um, is it my preferred format to play? No. Um, I actually much prefer Championship as a as a thing to play, but as a you know veteran of this game since it first started with the very first box, 
of course I'm going to prefer playing championship. I have all the experience in the world to be able to say like, I know exactly what I'm doing and have all the stuff and want to be able to play with all of it. Um, but that is not the majority of people who play underworlds. And so, well, I want to champion championship. I, uh, I understand that that is not really a realistic point, you know, to argue, like to say if it had to be one or the other, you know, if it was black and white dichotomy, I would not argue to say that it has to be championship because I don't think that in the long term that that's going to work. Um, I do, I do think, um, that we need both. I think the game needs both things. Um, I think, I think, you know, there, there is a point at which nemesis probably can become stale. Um, potentially when you're waiting for new releases, if you feel like, Hey, I don't like playing some of these other warbands. I've already played the one warband that I really like with all the possible decks that are currently mm-hmm. available. Um, I, I, you know, I want to do something different and nemesis doesn't have that right now, but that's a problem. And we kind of need those other options. Um, I, I know you know, I've referenced Magic the Gathering a number of times here, but a game that has survived for 30, almost 31 years now, you know, it, it survives for a reason. Um, and so making reference to it is a good idea because it's well-designed. Um, it's had its down, you know, downs and ups just like Underworlds has, but at the end of the day, it gives people different ways to play with a common structure so that you can learn at an easy level and then if you want to you can then branch out into different things but it uses all the same resources which is the exact same thing with this game where you can learn at rivals or you can learn at nemesis which is just a one tiny notch more difficult than rivals and then you have the choice to say i have learned i've experienced this i want to do something else something more and then you can open that up and it's available to you. Um, if we if we take the format away and say, oh, we're not going to support this anymore because it's too much work, I think we are selling the game short. Mm. All right. Very good points. Davey, same question to you. If you had your choice instead of a roll-off, which would you have argued in favor of? So, uh, you know, Phil and I are obviously going to be coming from a, a pretty similar spot. We've been doing this podcast together for a long time, uh, playing this game for a long time. Uh, and I I do like the championship building. I We've been away from that for long enough that when I returned to building for championships, specifically for, you know, the <laughs> ridiculous Leaks yeah. Mobile, I was like, oh, my God, there is so many more options to consider than, um, yeah. than I was, than I was uh, remembering. Uh, and it felt at first it felt very intimidating. And so it was kind of a wake up call. I was like, yeah, gosh, this would be really kind of a lot if you were new to it. Uh, but then it pretty rapidly came into like, Ooh, like I'm, I'm getting back in my cozy chair, you know, like I, it's a, as an old friend, I'm getting back to where, where I get to do that kind of deep dive sort of thing. Um, and you know, us structuring this as a, which is, which is better, uh, that was intentional, right? Like this is not a very confrontational podcast in general. Like we, we often agree about a lot of the same things. It's, it's, we all agree that I'm right all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners weigh in. Uh, the, so this was intentionally structured to kind of change things up, shake things up and, and, uh, you know, create a, create a, uh, environment where, where we could have some fun with it in, in that way. But obviously like I, I, you know, listening to Phil, I found myself agreeing with a, a lot of what he was saying, uh, almost all of what he's saying, basically. And uh, and then the flip of that is like, uh, I I really meant like pretty much everything I was saying, except for you know the more comical things, you know, <laughs> like. Uh, but but the thing was like coming into it uh, to, to actually answer your question, I did want to uh, argue on behalf of Nemesis only because I knew that Championship being my personally preferred format. Like let me let me force myself to kind of re-examine my own uh, feelings, opinions, preferences on this, uh, and try to come at it from that other perspective. And, and I'd had the opportunity to kind of have that forced upon me a little bit. Like I said, with the deck building, uh, I think I was like, hey, I think it'd be pretty good for me to you know to really think about it from that perspective and and uh, you know come at it as if 
as if that was, you know, really where I, where I wanted to be. And, and to me, it felt like, you know, I agreed with what I was saying. I agreed with what Phil was saying. And I, I think that just kind of speaks to what our, our opinion really is that like Phil was saying, there's a place for both formats. Cool. Cool. What about you, Josh? If you, if you ended up debating instead of moderating, what would you have argued for? Ooh, what I would have argued for. So I, I got to give it to, to both of you. Cause <laughs> I, I don't know that I could have really, I, I could have made a coherent argument for both, mm. but I would say that this debate episode as a whole has really encapsulated my internal turmoil with the 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 current state of the game mm. um we we have seen kind of a a downward trend in support for championship whether or not it's in a healthy spot is kind of up for debate but we have seen uh, a downtick in in that support and that that kind of kind of stings a little bit because i i did really enjoy a lot of the things that uh Phil brought up as as strong points the uh, the deck building being part and parcel the uh, the warband support being able to take something like the eyes of the nine and having it not be super duper competitive but at least it didn't suck you know <laughs> um, and the 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 aspects of the the getting different things out of competition like you wanted to those were all things that really resonate with me but I also am a bit of a space cadet and I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to Thursday afternoon and been like, I didn't edit my deck. I didn't do any changes. I didn't build something different. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Dang it. I am ill prepared for Thursday. And now I just have to uh, grin and bear it and do the exact same deck as last week. Mm. But now that we're getting into nemesis, there's, there's that extra weight off of, off of my shoulders with, Okay. I know the Gore Chosen, I know Fearsome Fortress, and there is a limited number of things in this deck that really sucked last time, <laughs> so let me fix those now. So that's been like a, a really positive aspect for me. So I this, uh, this whole debate episode has kind of really, really embodied what it is about where the state of the game is for me. Um, and we've said it a couple times now, but it bears repeating. I think the game needs both in order to be healthy and appealing to both new players and veterans. Yeah. 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 And I, and I guess something I've been thinking about is you've been talking more about it. Uh, I think it's not fence sitting to say that, Oh, we just need both. Like, no, we legitimately like right. the game can't really be like if you make it too simplistic, you don't keep people's attention. If you make it too complex, it's hard to get people in. You really need to sort of have multiple different ways to play at multiple different levels of difficulty where you can have full levels of competition within each of those silos and say, you know, when you're ready, you can do this other thing or you can always down ratchet down and be like, you know what? I just need a like a palate cleanser. I've been going really hard grinding for championship. I just need a break and do something that's not as, you know, hard to wrap my head around. Mm. And you can just be like, I just want to play a rivals game. I just want to play a nemesis game where like I'll just slap some cards together and play a game and I don't have to think about it. And and actually having talked about it at the start of the episode, post tournament for me whether it's a local tournament or something big we've been prepping for for months that's almost always my state i'm like i want to do something different i don't want to think really hard right now because i'm not yeah you know tournament prepping so i'm just gonna slap some stuff together and see what sticks um and take some crazy choices yeah do something weird and different that i didn't have to like worry about how good it was <laughs> and just phil said weird weird hollow hyper oh man <laughs> there it is ding powering back up uh drink um oh can we uh <laughs> that might be dangerous with the way the world is looking right now with the amount of weird that might end up in these episodes but anyway <laughs> absolutely um but yeah so i i just for people who are like oh, i wanted to know which one of these things wins it's like yeah if the game itself wins, that's the important thing. Underworlds yeah. wins. 
I think that's the note to take it out on. So, uh, Davey, take us home. Hey, thanks for listening. I, I don't know about you guys. I actually had a ton of fun with that. Um, we, we took some of your feedback on the last time we did this. Josh and I were on the last debate episode. Uh, and I, I think I uh, really appreciate the feedback we had lots of last time. It was one of our most commented upon episodes. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you again. There's, uh, there's topics that the format just doesn't cover. Uh, or that we might have missed, and you guys are great at uh, uh, pointing those out or, or bringing them up. Um, if uh, if you enjoyed this, let us know. Uh, if you wanted something a little different, or if you have an idea for another topic uh, for a debate episode, uh, hit that as well. And while we're saying our thank yous, we'd be totally remiss if we didn't remember to say thanks to the late great chatting crit, who graciously gave us their nod to adopt their. Uh, format which i think works so well for them and uh, hopefully works even uh, half as well for us so thanks to michael and the bond boys and all them uh you of course you can get us in touch with us at wthcast on twitter what the cast at gmail.com where most of us uh are much of the time is on our discord uh that is always getting new folks in and uh that's where we actually get a ton of our feedback is uh either on our own discord or or the uh, vassal underworlds discord uh, we, of course, are part of the Mortal Realms network. You can get, uh, you can check out the rest of the Mortal Realms content at themortalrealms.com. There are uh, four different podcasts, including ours. Uh, the Path to Story guys have started doing a blog covering some of the Path to Glory uh, content, covering that from the new books. That's kind of a, a spot that hasn't been uh looked at very closely there's not a lot of other creators doing that and it's really cool we'll we'll put a lot of effort into that it's some cool stuff so if that's your jam they should check that out um we're glad to be part of that network and we we did get to kind of have a get together with uh most of the folks on that at adepticon that was really fun um yeah. there, there may be more to come uh, along those lines uh just uh, a quick thing ahead. also with the mortal realms.com uh haven't mentioned it in a while and it actually came up that we had a broken link there. Um, we have t-shirts available for each of the shows, but mm. for some reason, uh, what the heck's t-shirt just <laughs> disappeared. Uh, that has been fixed. So if you were like, Hey, how come I can't get a, what the heck's shirt anymore? Uh, that was not intentional. And if you're interested in getting one, they are available over on mortalrealms.com. Yeah. Speaking of merch, uh, a, a real big thanks to Eric, uh, from the dogs of war cry and, uh, one of the founders of the, of the network. He, uh, made some really awesome stickers we got to hand out at Adepticon. Uh, and if you're one of the folks we ran into, then you, you walked away with one and we hope to keep doing stuff like that. Um, that was really fun. He, he did some great work on those. So uh, tip of the hat to him. Uh, coming up, what you can expect from us soon, man, we are fingers crossed, hoping to be able to talk about Weird Hollow. Uh, we're going to see what the pre-release dates happen when stuff comes to us for review and that sort of thing. And uh, we'll be letting you know. If not, uh, we do still need to cover s- the Sleeks Bowl, get our games in for that. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's still working in the background here. Uh, so more to come on that. Uh, before we go out, we do we do have your favorite segments. Uh, this one's going to be tough because uh, we talked about the entire game. But Flavatex Quiz, gentlemen, are you ready? Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give you some hints right off the bat here. Okay, so this is a card. As of the recording of this podcast, this card is legal in Championship play. This card is legal in Nemesis play. This card is a universal, and this card is a gambit. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of text on this card. Very little of it is the quote. This quote is attributed to Hrothgorn. Uh, I'm sorry. This quote is attributed to Hrothgorn Mantrapper, uh, to use his full name, <laughs> as the card Sir does. Esquire, the third. <laughs> the Mantrapper, the myth, the legend. <laughs> There's nothing I can't track. Just need the right bait. Oh, is wait, you said it's in both Nemesis and it's it's legal in champs, legal okay. in Nemesis. It's universal, it's a gambit. Yeah. Mm. I, I know this card. I just I'm a hard time thinking about the name. If you can't if you can't say the name, I'll accept a description of what it is. So what I thought it was was at first was seeking the deep truths. But and then second, 
you realized you were right and it was yeah. seeking the deep truths. <laughs> it is? Yeah. It's in Daring Delvers. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was in Daring Delvers. That's where I, I hesitated. I was like, wait I a minute. I knew it was in Daring Delvers. And I was like, I've looked at this card because uh, I was, you know, going through every card in Daring Delvers pre Adepticon because I was trying to make sure I didn't overlook anything. Yeah. 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 Nice work. Where, there you go. Uh, Got I it. I mean, the. Uh, association there was he's holding up the little grot in the picture and he's yep. like obviously about to use him as said bait and it's like Phew. yeah I, I can tell mm-hmm. phil must have been thinking about this card because it, it like it's a very memorable card as for the effect where you like damage a guy and like it but i was like i i would not remember the name of this card <laughs> <laughs> uh, if i hadn't been looking through it uh we'll close it out though with the recommended listening this is from twin shadow uh, and this one goes out to Phil. Uh, this one's called When You're Wrong. Oh, closing <laughs> out with some spice. For what the nice. heck? I've been Davey. This is Phil. I've been Josh. I mean, I think an easy one is we're comparison. We're sorry. I think an easy one. Yeah, I'm the editor. I'm going to make myself really sound good in this. <laughs> You're nailing it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh no, I'm I'm arguing mm-hmm. Nemesis, aren't I? Oh, yeah. Are are you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And no sure. editing magic needed. Well, now just to take my stupid opinions out of this. <laughs> uh, it's getting worse. Okay. <laughs>